It's time we honor the biggest lie ever told, that if we made money as a business owner or hit a certain dollar amount, our problems would suddenly go away, right? My name is Cheryl Dorsey. I'm a data journalist, a tech founder, and a longtime entrepreneur, an author, a speaker, and have done what feels like all the things. Yet I still wonder on a daily basis, am I doing this right? As entrepreneurs, we provide more time than we have, risk more money than most, and sell or are sold to more than we would like to admit. It's my mission through this show to give you a space to honor the powerful builder and CEO in you, even when sometimes it feels like no one should have left you in charge. Incredible work doesn't come without painful lessons. Welcome to I think I'm doing this right. I'm so excited to be speaking today with the lady that helped me think about and plan my death. (laughs) I'm talking to Shannon Wilson, the founder. Do you call yourself a founder? I do. I'm the founding attorney. Yes, founding attorney of Legacy Legal. And Shannon, you and I met, Mm -hmm. you know, virtually, of course, but through another entrepreneurial friend Mm -hmm. who you were helping to prepare her estate. Right. And as I was thinking about, well, what happens to me mm-hmm. if, if, I mean, I guess at some point I do have to leave the planet, mm-hmm. how I plan and organize all these things that I have going on in my life and ensuring that whatever happens, my loved ones, mm-hmm. my team members are not left without a plan. Right. Right. And so you took me through an entire process mm-hmm. that was not easy to really think about. Can you talk a little bit or share a little bit about Mm -hmm. the entire idea of legacy planning and why, especially as entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. whether we have $5 or 5 million or 500 million, Mm -hmm. having a plan in place is still very, very important. It is, and it's not necessarily about end of life. Mm -hmm. That's the part that most people are more familiar with, right? right? But when we talk about legacy planning, we're talking about living through today as well because something could happen to you you don't necessarily die but everything still has to be in place and so especially for entrepreneurs it is key to have it in place so that if you are we're here in Atlanta right yeah so if you're walking across Peachtree and get hit by a Marta (laughs) right and you're a business owner what's going to happen six months later when you wake up in a coma at the hospital or wake up from a coma is your business going to have crumbled or are you going to have had something right. in place to make sure that it continues to go and thrive and yeah. not just survive? So that's why it is so incredibly important to have documents yeah. in place and have a, a plan mm-hmm. in place. You know, so many times we talk about what we have in our heads. You know, this is what I would do if, if X. And, you know, if Y ever happens to me, this is what I would want to happen. Well, right. that's all well and good. But if you don't have it in writing and you don't have it legally sound, it's not going to matter. Yeah, absolutely. I imagine that you get a lot of entrepreneurial clients or people who are in in that in that pathway and whatever that looks like for them, whether it's a full time business or mm-hmm. they have a family business or what have you. Mm-hmm. What kind of clients or, or, or customers are you working with? So my favorite are four people, okay. <laughs> right? Four categories of people. I love working with people who have minor children or who mm-hmm. have an interest in leaving a legacy. Yeah, that's 
really, really broad, right? right. Minor children interested in living, living a legacy and or blended families. Mm, that, okay. that three uh, scenario is key. The second group of people I love working with mm-hmm. are business owners, right. right? Whether they are working full time and have a small side hustle or their small side hustle has turned into fabulous, you know, whatever it is they do full time. Right. Um, and then the third category are people who own property, mm-hmm. real property, mm-hmm. because they have a whole different avenue and a different level of concern to keep in play. And then the fourth is anyone, you kind of alluded to this, anyone who has more than three pennies stuck in the cup holder right. of their vehicle, mm-hmm. right? Even those with three pennies, they want their three pennies to go how they want them to go, right? Yeah. But yeah. people have three, three million dollars, you know, three billion dollars, mm-hmm. the planning the the process of it yeah. and what needs to be in place is the same. Yeah, yeah. You just have to take into consideration different pockets. I like to think about envelopes, mm-hmm. right? So does your puzzle look like the next person's puzzle? No, because mm-hmm. you're in your puzzle. Right. And your plans and your goals and your dreams and your ideals mm-hmm. for your family and what you want your legacy to look like. Mm-hmm. And so I work with people to make sure that their individual puzzle and they have all the individual pieces in their puzzle box, and I help them paint that picture. Right. 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 How we that four corner box is the same, mm-hmm. but the pieces that are in that box and what the picture on the outside looks like is where the difference comes in. So I will say this: I really jumped into this experience with you, like kind of only thinking about well, what happens when I die, mm-hmm. right? I don't have any dependents, I don't have any children, but mm-hmm. it's still important for me as an auntie, as a godmother. And just even, you know, when I think about like my family, my, my, my mom, you know, all of these people that are in my life, mm-hmm. I didn't want for if something were to happen to me, number one, they don't have a roadmap, but number two, they also, sorry, but number two, they are also having to try to find and dig and figure out and like Sherlock Holmes my entire life mm-hmm. to figure out, you know, what what actually happens. Right. And I think too, and maybe this was heightened just during the pandemic and kind of all of the grief and the loss that we've all experienced, Mm -hmm. really understanding how complex these things can get. Yes. And I only maybe thought about estate planning as far as death. Mm -hmm. You walked me through an entire process around end of life care Mm -hmm. or just care. If, like you said, if something were to happen and I I just can't work anymore or Mm -hmm. I can't make decisions for myself. Mm -hmm. And this was not the most comfortable process. (laughs) Yeah. But I will say it's really reassuring to have some kind of a plan in place. Absolutely. And to also not think that, oh, my family's going to have to put out a GoFundMe link, you know, Mm. should something were to occur, which we saw so much of, it continues to kind of be a thing here in America. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd love for you to kind of, you know, talk about, you know, the process that you design Mm -hmm. and, you know, just maybe any potential examples of, you know, what is like the worst case scenario when you do not have these kinds of processes yeah. in place? Yeah, that's a great question. So the example that I that I designed, I did it with myself in mind. Mm. I walked through it personally, <laughs> like fictitionally personally. Yeah. Okay, Shannon, if this were you, how would you want to approach it? Mm-hmm. If this were you, what all would you need to be thinking about? If this were you, what sort of questions would you want asked? Right. And if this were you, how would you want to be dealt with? Mm-hmm. And so 
I approach all of my clients, potential clients, everyone from that standpoint, right? I don't, as an attorney, I don't make the best client. <laughs> so <clears throat> that made it easy for me to say, I'm not the best client, so how am I gonna deal with my worst client? <laughs> mm, oh wow. <laughs> right? And, and I, I practiced with myself and my me and my mirror right. had conversations you know i would practice with other friends and colleagues okay this is what i'm thinking and i really literally let me do your plan let me walk you through this and you tell me how it feels you right. tell me what it looks like you tell me what's missing and after doing that for so long it's it's kind of become um standard Mm -hmm. Right. But at the same time, it's not standard because everyone I meet has different goals and mm -hmm. different vision. So the process takes into consideration what what everyone should have mm -hmm. in their puzzle box that I right. just talked about. Right. But then it also allows the leeway to switch that up. You know, this right. client is a business owner. This client owns lots of property. This client has 20 children. This client has, you know, only those three pennies. Mm -hmm. But lots and lots of problems. Mm -hmm. So every puzzle box looks yeah. different. Every picture looks different, but the documents and the concepts are all the same. Right. You know, you hear people talking about, especially you said that during the pandemic, right? Times have changed, but the principles remain the same, mm -hmm. right? Just like reading, writing, arithmetic, school, elementary school. Well, we still do reading, writing, arithmetic, elementary school is the same, right? But how kids go to school and how they learn now is completely different mm -hmm. than what it was a generation ago, or even not even a whole generation ago. It's completely yeah. different. Um, work ethic, you teach it, right? However, what people envision as work ethic now is completely different than mm -hmm. it was mm -hmm. before. You know, Before people thought work ethic meant you go to elementary school and middle school and high school and you graduate, you go to college and you get a good job and you stay in that job for 30 years and then they give you a pin and say, you can retire now. And that was die. work ethic and then you tie. And then you right? die, right. <laughs> now, people are like, why would I ever do that? People don't even stay in a job for two years. Mm -hmm. And people are really driven to be entrepreneurs now right. because they see the success and they see, um, a lot of people think it's all glitz and glamour. They don't realize the work behind it right. and, and the ethic that is involved with developing that. Yeah. And so all of that goes into what do you want your legacy to look like? Right. 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 Do I want to end up in a coma and nobody knows how to even pay my bills? Mm -hmm. This was another thing I went through personally. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting one evening doing my monthly bills mm. and I had stuff scattered and I, you know, I had to go here for this and here for that. And this came out of this account and this came out of that account. And I thought if something happens to me, no one would be able to figure out the calculus. This, yeah. It's like, first of all, I'm a hoarder. I'm a digital hoarder <laughs> right. of like accounts and things. And, and, and passwords. Like, right. Oh my gosh. And it's like, where do you go? Yeah. Right. No one would ever be able to figure all of that out. Right, right, right. So just in streamlining my own life mm -hmm. <laughs> was what helped me be able to streamline all of these processes for my clients. Yeah. I love that you gave me time between our sessions mm -hmm. to really, really be thankful to, excuse me, you gave me time in between each sessions to really be thoughtful about 
who I was naming, mm -hmm. why, and what their role and their responsibility would be. Mm -hmm. And I think we had like sessions spread apart over a course of three weeks. And mm -hmm. you would always say, okay, I want you to think about this for our next session. I want you to think about who would play in this role, where this is, mm -hmm. how you would want this organized. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't all at one time to yeah. think about something that's really, really hard to think about. Mm -hmm. That's especially, by design. Right, and, <laughs> but especially like as an entrepreneur, I mean, you kind of have to embody this sense of invincibility, right? You're mm -hmm. having to rush sometimes off of pure adrenaline mm -hmm. and believing that like I can get to the top and you don't really stop and factor into your life potential sickness right. or you know, some of the, the worst or catastrophic worst case scenarios. Mm -hmm. And so having to pause mm -hmm. and be thoughtful about, okay, who's going, it's almost like picking a team to help you run your company. Absolutely. You have to pick the best players and the best team members who are going to fulfill your wishes, mm -hmm. who are going to do right by you, mm -hmm. who are going to completely execute in the way that you would want them to, particularly when it comes to your business mm -hmm. and then the resources that you have and how those things get dispersed. Right. And I didn't realize how much energy and how much thoughtfulness mm -hmm. it was going was going to be involved in yeah. this process. And so you gave those pauses intentionally. Mm -hmm. I did <laughs> Mo moving into that thinking and that framework because mm -hmm. you are literally assembling a team right. to help carry out you know what has made up and how you've designed your life mm -hmm. and your systems for right. sure. Right, yeah, no, I, I built that time in intentionally because, you know, some people will say, oh, no, I just need, I need it done and I need it done now. Right. Okay, well, I can do it and I can do it now, but if something happens, I guarantee it's not going to be what you really meant mm -hmm. because no good decisions are made in an emergency situation. Right. And no good decisions are made without thought. Yeah, yeah. So I spread them out intentionally mm -hmm. okay and i'm glad you brought that up because you may remember i was like okay the next meeting we're going to talk about what would your choices be if you were in this medical condition right. and i probably forewarned you that's probably going to be the hardest meeting we have right right because i you have to think about things like that mm -hmm. and sometimes people just don't think right. about it right you know, they don't think about you know if i'm in a coma I want this person to make my decision. Well, are you gonna give that person guidance or are you gonna just let them make the decision? Mm -hmm. And what would the decision be if you could speak it yourself? Yes. That's a whole different animal, right? And you know what? Is this really the person I want to make the decision for me? Or do I know that they're too sensitive and if it came down to it, they wouldn't be able to say it? Absolutely. And so, yeah, it's you have to be conscious of those sorts of things and even sometimes people forget right <laughs> you know that person that's really important in your life today yep may do something or not and three weeks from now you don't think about them like you do today mm -hmm. or even next year mm -hmm. and that goes for family as well as other you know loved ones business partners whoever the case may be and so you have to just i, I spread it out intentionally yeah so that people yeah. aren't in a hurry to get it done. Yeah. I wish when we think about like business training and not just like in school, right? Cause not everyone is gonna go to B school or take any business classes. But I wish that like early on when we've thought about the entrepreneurship journey, mm -hmm. we've also started with the end in mind mm -hmm. that not like if this doesn't work out, but that anything in life can literally happen. Right. How do I prepare my business, my team, my loved ones mm -hmm. 
in a way that they are very well aware that there is a plan. Because for me, every time I hop on a plane, because I travel a great deal, mm -hmm. every time I hop on a plane now, and there's a little bit of turbulence, right? I'm like, oh God, this is it, right? <laughs> <laughs> probably a little bit irrational. <laughs> but I always think about, I'm so glad that there is some kind of plan mm -hmm. in place mm -hmm. if something catastrophic were to happen. Mm -hmm. And it gives me such a sense of ease to also for my team to know that, hey, you won't be left in the dust, mm -hmm. right? Or you won't be, be left without some, some, some kind of route. But I wish we had these conversations earlier and not sort of like after everything has, has taken place or kind of that scramble to get something done very quickly. We should have those conversations. Um, many times families grow up having those conversations. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, Think about, <laughs> think about the birds and the bees discussion, right? Mm -hmm. It really shouldn't just be one discussion. Mm -hmm. You know, you cannot fully prepare a child to move into adulthood and know about complex things like sex over one discussion. Right. <laughs> right. It should be a series of talks and it should be things that, that become second nature to discuss. Right. Right. Life and death are inevitable. Yeah. Right. As soon as you die, you will, you will, or as soon as you're born, you will die. Right. right? We're all going to pass away. Just no one knows yeah. the day nor the hour. So why not prepare those who we're leaving behind? Why not let people know mm -hmm. this, 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 and this are in place? We don't do a great happens. job. Yeah, we, but don't. We, we don't do a great job of like talking about death or grief or we kind of just like avoid it. Right. Because <laughs> right. we're all trying to like, you know, be frozen in time mm -hmm. so we can live on the planet a thousand years from now, mm -hmm. at least like from the techie perspective. Right. Like mm -hmm. I'm like from this like world of startups where, you know, as you know, I want to be buried in a mushroom suit. <laughs> and to like, you know, to be able to like be buried in the yard and like not create further impact on the planet. Mm -hmm. But I think about how uncomfortable the conversation is, but how much we have to normalize. That's right. We don't normalize it. We right? don't normalize anything, unfortunately. And so people walk through life oblivious yeah. of what happens. And that's why when things do happen and we're caught off guard, that's why, typically speaking, people interact in such a negative way mm -hmm. because no one has ever given them a positive way to interact. No one has ever given them an example at all. Right. So what do you do? You do all that you naturally know to do. Yeah. So yeah. those discussions should become natural so we know how to yeah. interact and how to react to things. Yeah. And even part of our like financial planning, I mm -hmm. think that's the part of financial literacy that mm -hmm. for some of us who don't come from tremendously like ab abundant or wealthy backgrounds, mm -hmm. we don't even know we don't that know. we can have an attorney help to set up some sort of a trust. We don't know or what some we sort don't of know. A will. Right. But that also being part of the financial conversation mm -hmm. that we should be having no yes. matter what our affordability scale is. We can never have it too early. Mm -hmm. We cannot. I often tell people the story about when Aretha Franklin died. Mm. And at the time I had a, I don't think he was even 10. He might've been 10 or 11 years old. And he came running up into the kitchen. Mom, mom, they're, they're saying Aretha Franklin died without a will. <laughs> and I look at him and I laugh because I'm like, only my child would be like the house is on fire with this news about right. it. And he says, 
why are you looking at me like that? Isn't that what you do? <laughs> and at that point, I realized he's watching. Right. What did that do? It opened up a discussion. Mm-hmm. So then he says, well, do I have a will? No, you don't have a will. Why don't I have Mom, if that's what you do, why you don't, don't I have, have a will? will? I know. Why, don't, why don't I have a will? I said, you're, you're too young to have one. Well, do you have one? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Well, what does it say? What is, and what is a will? They're talking about that. And so it, mm. it's discussion. Right, right. And so many times those discussions are had in other in other neighborhoods. Those discussions are had in other demographics. Those discussions are had in other families where they have it. And, and right. it, it's not taboo to discuss it. Mm-hmm. And it's setting people up for success instead of um, fear. Right. <laughs> right. Fear right. of the unknown. It's setting them up for success and being able to manage yeah. with or without because they know what's in that puzzle box. I think for me, it delays the inevitable and it gives me some comfort to like not think about like my mom passing away. Mm-hmm. And she's been at least the last few years, she's been so open and so transparent about this is what in my this is what my will says. Heroes who here who is tasked here. This is going to be the person that is tasked with executing. You know the will. Mm-hmm. This is what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Here are my wishes. You know for who I want to be able to be in the room. Should you know I am incapacitated or what have you. Mm-hmm. And you know I, I feel like she's been so intentional about these discussions over the last few years. I love it. And it is very hard because a world where like my mom is not here or any other like loved one in my life, it's it still is so far fetched. It's like I'd rather not think about it. Mm-hmm. But I also can understand how detrimental that can be if we're not starting to think ahead in the same way. Yep. Having those discussions. Yeah. You're right. And and I say many times, grieving is hard enough right. without having to worry about the business of death. Yeah. So yeah. set your loved ones up so that they can grieve and grieve comfortably as they can. Right. Without having to worry about the business part of it. Absolutely. Because emotions are so high. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said that, just the business of death. Mm-hmm. You know, making sure that your business is in order yeah. and that all of these factors, I, I like I, I think about that all the time. I think about like I do not want my loved ones or my team to have to scramble or have to sort out things in the midst of also grieving. Mm-hmm. And that for me has been like, how do I solve for this pain point? Right. And so getting my estate wrapped up and mm-hmm. then I was able to actually share it on social media. And there are so many people who hit me up and they're like, oh my gosh, like I've been meaning to do this. And it's yeah. always that task. Uh-huh. It's like, you know how you have to like go to the post office, but you uh-huh. really hate going to the post office. <laughs> right. So you just be like, yeah, I'll do it next week. I'll do mm-hmm. it next week. Right. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> it was always one of those tasks where it was like, okay, I've been meaning to do this. Mm-hmm. However, and, and I always only remember when someone, especially famous, passes away and mm-hmm. it says like, it's been a hot mess in yes. terms of dealing with their estate. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's not gonna be me. Right. But if I don't get it done and make this a priority, it will be me. Hey folks, my new podcast is not the only place to get tips and gems and updates from me. You can also go to my website at shereldorsey.com and sign up for my monthly newsletter, where I share thoughtful essays on productivity, innovation, business, as well as new projects I'm working on. I'd love to have you share this podcast and give me a shout on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, or wherever you're being social these days. And if you're enjoying the content thus far, don't forget to leave your girl a review. Okay, now back to the show. 
Well, and that's, it's interesting you say that because so many times we do, we see the, the princes and the Aretha Franklins and the James Browns that took mm-hmm. you know, 20 years for his estate to get resolved. And Michael Jackson, and we right. see all of these celebrity, Chadwick Boseman, we see them passing away and people either have one of two reactions. They say, well, I don't have what they had, so it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Not true. Or they say, I don't want whatever their family went through to happen to my family. Right. That's preferred. And that's the second one. Mm-hmm. That's the second one because you are astounded by these people who have made so much money, have yeah. built such a legacy. You would think, especially if they were sick already, that they would start to, to prepare these things. Yeah. So it's always such a surprise. It's shocking. Yes. So I want to yeah. shift the conversation away mm-hmm. from all the good dead things, right? And <laughs> oh, more please. so into your, your journey into doing this work. Okay. Because... I would think that like if I'm helping people to plan their kind of end of life care Mm -hmm. or what have you, it could be a really, really hard process to talk about day in and day out. Mm -hmm. But talk to me about how Mm -hmm. Legacy Legal came to fruition. Yeah, so I started off as a labor and employment attorney Mm -hmm. because when I was in law school, I was a student, I was working, I had all of these, I was kind of like in the middle. And so I realized quickly, people work a lot (laughs) and people spend a lot of time at work and what better way and what other type of attorney would I be other than someone who helps people at work? Right. Because people spend more time at work than they do at home with their families. So I came out, I said, I wanna work for the government because I wanted a a government job because I heard it was good. And safe. (laughs) And safe. Get you a good government job, right? And they give you a pension. Yeah, right. And all that (laughs) fantastic stuff. And so I did that for a number of years. I really enjoyed it. I loved it. But I never said I wanted to do estate planning because of exactly what you just said. Mm. I didn't want to be dealing with death all of the time. Right. Well, one evening, I was trying to sell a table in my home. I got on Craigslist to sell a table. <laughs> and I'm perusing Every down. good story starts with Craigslist. It's crazy, I'm telling you. Yes. I'm looking down and it said, <laughs> and there was a jobs tab. Mm-hmm. And I thought, jobs on Craigslist? That's really weird, okay. I clicked on it and one of the first things that came up said, um, estate planning, business law, virtual, contact us. And I thought, okay, what do I have to lose? I can do that. I sent my resume. I thought it was going into the black hole abyss like right, most things right. do, right? Someone's spam filter, right. what have you. I right. had no idea. I got a call from an attorney who was interested in starting a firm here in Metro Atlanta. Okay. And it was estate planning. And she talked all about legacy building and hmm. what that looks like. and basically talking my language. It was singing to my heart. Yeah. (laughs) And so I said, you know what, I can do that. And so I did, I launched that firm. Um, And then one day I woke up and thought, you know what, I'm doing a lot of work for this other firm. And I'm talking about legacy building. Mm. I can do that for myself. Wow. And I can help people build legacies on their own and for themselves and for their families. Mm -hmm. And so I launched Legacy Legal. 
And I, I tell people all the time, I do what I love and I love what I do. Yeah. No day ever feels like work for me. I love the deviation from the plan because it that was, government job was gonna be a sweet deal. I know, that good government. And I still have friends that still work for the government. And right. I have those of us who left and we all joke about, we should have camped, we left. And I'm one of the few that says, I'm glad I left. Yeah. I yeah. love what I do. And he had no certainty that it was going to work out or that None. you would even be here, right? None. So very like non-linear pathway. And, Absolutely. Okay, but like when you decided to, to go out on your own, mm -hmm. I mean, what was that experience like for you? Scary. Yeah. It was scary. And by the way, I did not sell that table that I got on Craigslist originally. Because you got distracted. <laughs> I got distracted. And I didn't even do Do you have the table as a part of your legacy? Because your son get no, it in the will. It's, like it's going to be in the garage sale. <laughs> but but that's just how things work, right? Yeah. I, I got on there for one thing, got distracted, and that distraction has really led me down a path that I wouldn't go back and change anything about mm. it. You know, um, when I launched Legacy, it was early, um, right before the pandemic. Wow. Oh, so that soon? It was before the pandemic. I'm thinking you're like a decade deep. No, wow. so I was with another firm, but Legacy is only four years, three wow. years, right? Three years, wow. And it was pre-pandemic, I launched, I thought, I'm doing this, this is fantastic. And then the pandemic hit. Right. And I thought, oh my gosh, I should have kept that good government job that I had. That good government job would have been <laughs> right? good right oh now. Oh my gosh. Because you even got a, an office space too, I, right? Yes. Okay. And all, everything came to a screeching halt. Yeah. However, the way my business is structured, it didn't really come to a halt for me because the office space is one thing, but I was doing a lot of things virtually already. Right. So, you know, while everyone else was scrounging around trying to figure out Zoom, all I did was upgrade. <laughs> I was nice. already on there. Nice. Right. Okay, but wait, I remember when I was coming in to sign the millions of documents that you had me sign yes. to close out my estate. Mm -hmm. You had told me at one point, like, you were having to, like, camp outside of a client's office to, like, deliver docs and, like, yes. just how crazy it was during, during the, the pandemic. pandemic. Yes, because uh, state planning documents, you cannot sign. Um, virtually and you right. can't e-sign them. So they have to have a wet signature. You have to have witnesses still witness the signing. You have to have a notary. And so during about a three month stretch of time during the pandemic, I was like stealth attorney. Right. <laughs> I, I would drop the documents off at a client's front door and then go sit in my car in their driveway and we would <laughs> zoom in and watch them sign with yeah. the witnesses and back and forth. And it was crazy. But I loved it still, right? Yeah. Because I'm still helping these clients and not to mention we're in the middle of a pandemic or the early stages of the pandemic right. at that point where nobody knew what tomorrow was gonna bring mm -hmm. and nobody knew you know, what this pandemic was really gonna turn out to look like. Everyone was scared. Yeah. People were scared of their health. People were scared that they were not gonna have a job. Like everything was upside down. Right. Right. And so it was really scary. And, and being an entrepreneur through all of that um, taught me so many lessons. You know, you have to be strong. You have to be resilient. Yeah. You, you, you have to know what you know and be confident in what you know. Right. Um, yeah. And it seems like you adapted as well. Like you said, you, you already sort of had been doing some virtual things. Mm -hmm. You just upgraded more of that, mm -hmm. you know, 
offer different options right. for your clients. Right. And I know we did everything outside of the signing, right. you know, was, was done, was done completely virtual, mm -hmm. which made it seamless and probably just unlocked kind of this new era or space of it did. how to, how to do business with clients all over. It I did. It did. It navigate, you can navigate the waters however you want to navigate them. Yeah. You know, it's, it's your ship, yeah. especially when you're an entrepreneur. Okay. Most people are entrepreneurs for one of two reasons. They have a very, very strong passion for what they do, and there's nothing else out there that is like they want it to be. Right. So they're going to do it for themselves. Mm -hmm. The other camp on that is they just don't want to work for somebody else. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I think that many people, if, I think if we were hybrid. to do a poll, <laughs> I'm yeah. thinking that like I'm not a good employee. Mm -hmm. I've never been like a really good employee. Mm -hmm. I thrive in autonomy, and also I like to create things. Right. And so that's your space. That's it. You have to design your space, right? Yeah. And estate planning is, it's just like that. You're, you're painting your own picture. And if you can't paint the picture that you want, then what's the purpose? Why are you doing it? Right. And so I, I just approach it from that yeah. standpoint. At what point in your entrepreneurial journey did you feel like, you know what? I, I, I think I'm doing this right. <laughs> I wake up every day and feel like that. Really? I really do. I, I, wow. I cannot say it enough. I, I love what I do and I do what I love. And I make sure that I do it how I think it should be done mm -hmm. so that I can have that, I think I'm doing this right feeling. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I may be a rarity in that. <laughs> I hope not. Did you uh, ever have those moments of just like doubt? Like, you know, I know you mentioned the pandemic, like the pandemic, like having, you know, to shift, you know, everything maybe mm -hmm. in a split second. Like I have no idea what's coming, but like mm -hmm. we've got to make this work. Were there ever any doubts during that time? No. Yeah. No, I, I just. I'm gonna come over and just no, call you when I, I am really confident. Yeah, I am. <laughs> and I think my, my faith drives me a lot too. Yeah. Right, yeah. I, I just think that there's, if I want it, there's nothing too big mm. that's gonna get in my way for me to have it. And with what I do, I'm, I don't do it for me. I do it. I do it for my clients. I do it for all of those families out there. Um, yes, of course, I have my own plan in place for my family. Right. But overall, what I, what I do daily, professionally, is not for me. Mm -hmm. Right. If I were going to do something professionally for me, I'm an attorney, and I probably work in the least sexy area of the law. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Right. I could be out there ambulance chasing. I could be on every billboard in Atlanta. I, no, because I just don't find um, personal fulfillment and joy in that. Mm. And when I can, even in my consultations are educational, and we said earlier, people don't know what they don't know. Right. And if I can have an entire day of nothing but consultations with discussions with people, where every one of those discussions resulted in, wow, I didn't know that at least once, I feel fulfilled. Mm. And so, yeah, it's it's not about me. I feel like I'm, I'm doing it right. If, if I can sleep well at night, <laughs> if I am excited about getting up the next morning and doing my job, even though it doesn't feel like a job, mm -hmm. then I feel like I'm doing it right. That's an incredible place to be. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it is a fantastic place to be. Shannon, thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. I am so grateful that you have just shared and 
poured into mm -hmm. this audience, but mm -hmm. more important for getting me right as it's, well. It was my pleasure. Um, there were times where I felt like, I'm like, this lady must probably think I'm crazy. No. So I'm like, listen, this is what I want at my funeral. I was like, write that down. I'm like, I want chicken and waffles. And we got it all captured. And peach cobbler and banana pudding. And it was like, yeah. And I said, and I want to be invited. And I want to be invited. And I'm like, yes, you are more than welcome to attend my funeral. Yeah. But no, I, oh, for, okay, this is like such a side, side, side. Do you ever watch no. uh, Grace and Frankie on no. Netflix? No. Okay. So, no. so Frankie is like the wild whimsical one mm -hmm. and her 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 psychic tells her the exact date of her death so she plans a full funeral first she's trying to figure out who's going to kill her mm -hmm. and then she plans a funeral and she asks everybody to say whatever they would say at her real funeral mm -hmm. which is this is so potentially her, her actual funeral mm -hmm. and so i was like oh I kind of want like to hear what everyone's gonna say. Uh -huh. <laughs> like I don't want to stage my dad, but like let's do like a dress rehearsal, you know, just to see like okay, what's gonna happen? Yeah. But um, no, I I really if we appreciate could all it. Walk, th walk through life like that, right? Yeah. If yeah. if if I knew what people would say about me, or if I knew this was what my funeral was gonna be like, I think people would act differently. Yeah, I wonder if there'd be a different shift in the consciousness around how impactful our work and our lives are. Maybe mm -hmm. there would be less self-doubt, mm -hmm. a little bit more courage, mm -hmm. a little bit more like, just go for it mm -hmm. because you don't know who's watching right. at the end of the day. And mm -hmm. I think that's why also having this conversation with you today mm -hmm. was so important because like I said, when I posted that, hey, I just finished my estate planning doc, like the outpouring of like, yes, oh my gosh, I've been meaning to do this. Mm -hmm. I need to get on this. People yeah. tagging each other like, yes, let's get onto it. It's like, you have no idea how when you show up mm -hmm. and you are doing the work, mm -hmm. other people take that and they run with it. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I wish everyone would yeah. because it is so important. You know, yeah. we, we get caught up in life. Yeah. And no one wants to think about negativity. Yeah. But I think about it as positivity, mm. right? I am positive that if something happens to me tomorrow, there's a plan in place. Mm. I am positive that if I trip walking out of here today, there's a plan in place. Mm -hmm. And so you can live more comfortably, yeah. <laughs> right? Quite frankly, you know, it's, instead of walking in, in fear, we walk in confidence. Mm. I love that. Thank you so much, Shannon. Thank you. You're doing it right too. So everyone, this was such an important experience for me. I'm so glad that I took the time to get my estate together. And Shannon, I want to make sure that people know how mm -hmm. to reach you, to contact you, or even just get some resources. So mm -hmm. if you can just share how mm -hmm. they can get in touch with you mm -hmm. at Legacy Legal. So Shannon, S-H-A-N-N-O-N, at LegacyLegalATL.com. It's my email address. Yes. The web address is www.LegacyLegalATL.com. Um, my phone number is 678-278-5463. Feel free to reach out to me via email. I'm also on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Um, reach out to me, schedule that consultation. Yes. Just let me know who referred you and um, I the do. podcast, Sherelle Dorsey. And I, I maybe do. I get a discount at my funeral. No, just, just joking. I do. I do Those do. were jokes. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, but if you let, let me know that Sherelle sent you, 
then the consultation is complimentary. Ooh, yeah. we love a good savings. We like do. Entrepreneur me is like save a coin, save a coin, save a coin. But That's no, right. this is so important, and I think we have to start having these conversations out loud. So please, folks, do not delay on setting up your estate. Just having a plan in place, no matter where you are in your journey, it is so so significant to start protecting it and ensuring that your loved ones and you know those who have you know poured into you. I don't like that. It's so important to have a plan in place. So thank you again for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. Catch you in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of I Think I'm Doing This Right. I hope this was your one hour to breathe, connect, relate, and realize you are not alone on one of the greatest self-development journeys there is to embark on, entrepreneurship. Make sure to share this with your other friends who are just trying to figure it out so more of us can have a safe space to learn as we grow. Until next week, remember, this journey is all about grit, grace, and gratitude.